Oakley Doakley. I'm cracking my beer. Ew, what kind of beer? Oktoberfest. I'm a slut for Oktoberfest. I'm a slut for October. Mm-hmm. Did you see that costume I sent you of someone who dressed like the frog? Yep, loved it. It's so good. Um, speaking of Oakley Doakley, did you know that there is a band called Oakley Doakley? I did not. Uh, let me guess. Are they like fucking pop or, or I mean, I'm sorry, punk? No. No. What? What, what are they? Uh, they're like metal. Oh, okay. Um, and they are a Ned Flanders themed metal band. Why do I feel like you did tell me this? Uh, because I probably talked about them because I actually like them a whole lot and I want to go see them. Wow. Um, they play Nedl music, like Ned. <laughs> I'm no um, longer talking to you. This podcast oh is over. <laughs> it's over. We're done. Actually, though, no, there's like actually a couple songs that are really fucking good. Um, but they all dress up like Ned Flanders and it's <laughs> kind of fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, let me just let me just send you a photo of them. <sighs> That's, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's the best thing I've ever seen or the worst. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm happy with it. (laughs) I have to to tell Joe that because we watch The Simpsons pretty, pretty often. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really, I don't know. The songs are good and I like them a whole lot. There's also um, a McDonald's themed metal band uh, called Max Sabbath. Get out. I shit you not. Uh, they <sighs> dress up like Ronald McDonald, uh, Grimace, and I think one, I don't remember what the other one is. But I shit you not, they're called Max Sabbath. Max <laughs> I hope, yeah. like, oh, uh, okay. Here, here you go. Uh, I'll set, just, just, uh, I want you to. Oh yeah, one's the Hamburglar, I think. I was gonna say if there's not one that's a Hamburglar, I would be very disappointed. Yeah, there you go. That's Max Sabbath. Okay. <gasps> oh wow, those are fucking. Those are metal, like. Yeah. That metal. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, wow. I, very funny. Oh my god, fucking Ronald McDonald with the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. You yeah, th- you so. taught me something today. Good. Now we all know information we didn't need to know, but we do. But we do. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, that was a that was a three minute fucking opener. That works. A little band check in. I don't think we yeah. entered ourselves the last episode. Oh, we didn't. Fuck. We suck at this. I know we do. <laughs> <Worse>. <laughs> so fucking bad. That's Becky. And that's Rachel. And this is Chardonnay and DNA, except today it's with Oktoberfest. Get yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> me with my fucking Sam Adams talking shit. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for myself. You're getting white girl wasted. I am absolutely not. <laughs> the, the, no, no. You don't need to. Um, yeah. Uh, I really don't have anything other else for a fucking icebreaker. That's fine. Um, and I don't. I mean, our last weird double recording. So I've already done my updates. Uh, the one was just about um, Purvis Payne's lawyers basically fucking firing the what did I say the DA's office? Yeah, in yeah. the county. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be a pretty stale update because I already did it, and you're listening yeah. to this in the future. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's I don't have an update because I have nothing to update you on. You know what? <sighs> sometimes we think it ain't be, but it do. It do. It be like that. It be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even have any good memes to share. Oh, there's always a good meme. Nope. Chuck nope. Pesta. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> never mind. I'm not doing that. What? Come on. No, you don't. You literally don't want me to. Okay. Damn it was it. the things we discussed at your bachelorette party and we don't need to inform the world about it. Oh, no, let's not. And say There's a whole did. realm of TikTok about it, though. I found out. Get the whole fuck out of here. Thanks for that, Alyssa. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So 
Um, okay. Now that we've left everyone let's, in that fucking, like, ominous let's, fucking... Let's just tell them to look up just the word and we won't go into it. Just Google soaking and soaking. then you can be pissed at us whenever you do. Soaking. Okay. Because I wish I could unlearn what I learned. Oh, I totally do. I wish I could just erase my brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I can just go into my story. Well, yeah. Just tell me a story, bro. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing, you know, a traditional one today. Um, not, n- not Tradi- really traditional murder. <laughs> traditional. Well, actually, so there's really not any DNA in it. It's more of a lack of DNA. Okay. <laughs> and the potential for DNA okay. uh, that was never explored. Um, but it's a mystery. Okay. Um, Ooh, I like and, a mystery. Yes, it's a good. It's a mystery, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Um, really sad. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna go. Okay, let's do it. My sources are Smithsonian Mag and Wikipedia. Oh, love Smithsonian Mag. Love Smithsonian Mag. Um, all right. So George Sauter was born Giorgio Sodu in Tula, Sardinia, Italy in 1895. Thirteen years after he was born, he immigrated to the United States with the help of an older brother who actually returned to Italy shortly after they had both cleared customs at Ellis Island. So it was kind of just like, here you go, buddy. And he took off. Yep. Okay. Uh, at 13. So like, <laughs> it's terrifying to me that at 13 years old, this boy was brought to an entirely different fucking country and just left to fend for himself. Mm. Especially uh, in fucking this country. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been 19, I mean, what's 13 years after 19, 1895? I can't do the math right now. Uh, nine. <laughs> yeah, let's just Not, get a uh, 1908, 1908. That sounds about right. Sure, yeah. I'll take your word for it. 1908. Yeah. So, um, just, a, a, you know, a testament to the different times, I guess. For sure. Yeah, have you ever seen that, um, that Aziz Ansari sketch that he does? It's like about how... Uh, his parents are the ones that came over to this country so like he literally has nothing to complain about he's like my parents already did the work like any 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 stress that I complain about like I'm he's just like I I have no right to complain my parents already like did the hardest work yeah I mean it's a solid point yeah that's funny um yeah so he came to the country of Lola um and he never talked about Italy or why he left and why he left so young like it, he just wouldn't talk about it mm-hmm. so I'm assuming there was some kind of trauma there you know and it was 1908 so you know wasn't exactly like people were really in with their feelings oh no you don't you no? don't think they you don't think they men feelings what they sat around like a kumbaya circle and talked yeah. about all their uh toxic masculinity huh. and their trauma no oh all right well yeah um, so he found work uh, on the railroads in Pennsylvania, like taking water to the workers and things like that. Um, and then he actually took work as a truck driver in Smithers, West Virginia. Um, after a few more years, he was able to start his own trucking company. And he started out with like fill and then doing like um, coal and things like that. He met Jenny Cipriani, a storekeeper's daughter in Smithers, and she had also immigrated from Italy as a child. Uh, The couple settled outside of Fayetteville, West Virginia, which was actually full of Italian immigrants. Like, it had a very high Italian immigrant population. Okay. So that was probably Um, kind of comforting. Yeah. Uh, They lived in a two-story timber frame house two miles north of town. Uh, In 1923, they had their first child. I believe his name was John. Uh, And the last of their children was born in 1943. They had 10 children total. Yeah. Uh, during the time their last, like when their last child, Sylvia, was born, their second to oldest son, Joe, had actually left to serve in World War II. So okay. that's how much they spanned out in age. Uh, George's business did very well, and they became a well-respected middle-class family in the area, is what one magistrate said. Um, but George was very opinionated, and he wasn't shy about sharing his opinions with people which could make them uncomfortable or cause conflict. He had strong opposition to Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, which, you know, as one fucking should. Yeah. Um, you're an American now, and you should, you know, what the fuck. Uh, which 
led to some strong arguments among the other members in the Italian immigrant community. So like people defending him and stuff, which just rubs me wrong. But, you know, I guess different time yet again. Mm -hmm. Um, Benito Mussolini was executed in 1944 and George's criticisms left a lasting impression on members of the community. In the fall of 1945, a strange man appeared at the home asking about doing some hauling work for them. Uh, while he was there, he wandered to the back of the house and he pointed to two separate fuse boxes and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. And it was really weird because George had actually just had the wiring checked by the local power company and they said it was perfectly fine and nothing was wrong with it. Hmm. Around the same time, a salesman came to the door. Like, so within, you know, a few weeks, uh, some reports say he was a life insurance salesman. I, I don't really know. Um, but George declined whatever he was selling and the salesman became extremely angry with him. And reportedly the man said, your goddamn house is going up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You're going to be paid for the dirty remarks you have been making about Mussolini. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then the older Sauter sons actually later mentioned that just before Christmas, they noticed a man that was parked along U.S. Highway 21, which I guess is like along their house, uh, watching the younger kids as they came home from school. So here's where the mystery starts. That's just some stuff leading up to it. Okay. Christmas 1945, nine of the ten children were home, and the family had had a nice Christmas Eve. Um. The children had asked to stay up a little bit later because they had gotten new toys. Their sister Marion had started working at a store in town and brought them home like some new toys and they opened some presents. Um, so they stayed up a little bit longer than her mo- their mom. Um, and my understanding of the house is that the children slept on the upstairs floor and then like the master bedroom, I think, was downstairs. Okay. Um, so Jenny went to bed and, you know, the kids stayed up a bit. Um Around 12.30 a.m., there was a telephone call, and Jenny rushed to answer it because, you know, it's the middle of the fucking night. Mm-hmm. And an unfamiliar female voice asked for someone who wasn't there. There was laughter in the background and glasses clinking. And Jenny said, you have the wrong number, and hung up. But she remembers that the lady had a really weird laugh. Mm. Uh, before she went that's, back to- That's upsetting. Like, I don't know. That's just an unsettling phone call. Like Yeah. Uh- I would be freaked the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, same. So before she went back to bed, she noticed that all of the lights were still on downstairs and that the curtains were still open and the front door was also unlocked, which she went to bed before her kids. And whenever she would let them stay up, they would do that all of that. You know what I mean? Before they went to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of just struck her as weird that that had happened. Um, Marion was asleep on the couch in the living room. And so she assumed that the rest of the kids were upstairs and in bed. And while the children usually never left, um, you know, the house in that condition before going to bed, she just, she was just like, okay, what it's Christmas, whatever, you know, they were excited and went to bed. Yeah. Mom, um, don't be the fun police. Right. <laughs> um, so she went back uh, to bed. Um, and just when she started to fall asleep, she heard a loud bang on the roof followed by like a rolling noise. Like something had fallen on the roof and rolled down it. Um, She waited a minute and didn't hear anything else. So she ended up falling asleep finally. And then about an hour later, she was woken up by heavy smoke coming into her room. Uh, She woke up to find that the room George used for his office was on fire uh, around the telephone line and the fuse box. So she woke up George and he went and woke the older sons um, who I think were down No, they were, I think they were upstairs. I'm not sure. It's really hard. Like what everything's pieced together, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So both Jenny, George, and four of their children, Marion, two-year-old Sylvia, who was sleeping in her crib in her parents' room, John, who was 23, and George Jr., 16, escaped the house. Uh, John and George, like, ran through the fire and, Uh. like, singed their hair and stuff uh, to get out. So uh, they yelled to the other children upstairs, but got no responses. The phones wouldn't work, which was odd. Um, And the stairway was on fire, so they couldn't get up the steps to rescue the kids. Like, it was, like, just engulfed in flames. There was no way. Oh, my God, that's horrifying. Yeah. So George ran outside barefoot and tried to literally scale the side of his house to get to his children. 
Um, he broke a window trying to get in, sliced his arm open, like was totally covered in blood. He went to get the ladder that he always kept propped against the house, but somehow it was gone. What he fuck? hadn't moved it. Uh, then he got the idea to drive one of his two coal trucks up to the windows, and he thought he could climb on top to get to the children in what they're calling the attic, but it's really the upstairs. Okay. Um, Just like the top floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, neither of the trucks would start despite they, them working perfectly fine the day before. What? Did someone put fucking like water in the gas tank? Don't know. It's theorized that in the hurry they flooded the engine, but like I don't mm. think that's really what happened. I I really think someone tampered with yeah, both of them. Really? Yeah, that seems very convenient. Like just I yeah. get your mm, yeah. I don't know about yeah. That. Uh, and then he grabbed a pot and went to like a barrel they kept rainwater in to try and put the fire out, but the water was frozen, so he couldn't. Um, Marion, who was seventeen years old at the time, she ran to a neighbor's home to call the fire department. But when they called, they couldn't get an operator response. Um, And then a neighbor saw the blaze from a tavern nearby and called the fire department as well, but couldn't get a response either. Um, So supposedly a neighbor drove into town and found the fire chief, F.J. Morris, who initiated the fire alarm, which was literally a fucking phone tree like the goddamn PTA. (laughs) They called each other and said, hey, there's a fire. We'll meet you at the firehouse. Oh, that's so i was just talking to someone about like i think the idea of a like a volunteer fire department is crazy yeah because your life is in their fucking hands because it's like what like volunteer what if everyone's busy (laughs) oh and they fucking love it though like if you talk to a volunteer firefighter like they're that's they're about that like they'll drop everything but this was also the 40s. Right. It's That's just crazy. It blows my mind that they didn't have an alarm, though. Like, most little towns, like, fucking the town in a- Avonmore has a fucking, like, air raid whistle that they use <laughs> for fires. I shit you not. It's the ter- most terrifying thing. You'll be in town and it starts going off like it's fucking Silent Hill. They're, they're just like, nah, just call the telly. We'll yeah. get you. We'll just get, get you, buddy. We, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. So that blew my mind. Um, and the they're fire like, department. They're like, don't be dramatic. It's just a fire. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Just call me. I'll be over with a peach pie. Yeah. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. Uh, your your garden hose won't put it out? Aw. Yeah. Well, so. Well. Yeah. Uh, the fire department was only two and a half miles away from the house. Um, but the crew didn't get there until 8 a.m. Mm. Keep in mind, this fire started at 1. Okay, so, like, why'd you even come? Yeah. By the point they got there, the home was nothing but ash and rubble. Yeah, why? Mm. At that point, George and Jenny assumed that five of their children were dead. Uh, They searched the grounds of their home on Christmas Day, and there was no trace of any remains, which is really, really fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. According to another account, they supposedly did find a few bone fragments and internal organs but chose not to tell the family but i just don't buy it i feel like that was a cover-up because like why wouldn't you tell the family and then something i tell you later doesn't line up with that either so okay uh chief morris suggested that the fire was so hot that it had completely cremated the bodies no that's not what happened (laughs) uh chief morris told george to leave the site undisturbed so that the state fire marshal's office could do a better investigation which makes sense, but after four days, George and his wife couldn't bear the sight of their demolished house and where their children had possibly died. Um, so he ended up putting about five feet of dirt over the site so that they could convert it into a memorial garden for their children. Because the fire marshals weren't in any fucking kind of hurry to get there. Uh, no. So I get it. Not. I get not wanting to look at that every day. Oh, I do too. So, I mean, it kind of fucked a little bit of the investigation up, but, you know. Right. Um, so the local coroner convened an inquest the next day, which I guess is like a a court, not a court hearing, but essentially that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where they determined that the fire was an accident caused by faulty wiring. Oh, even though he had just had that fucking, you know, check. Right. Uh, get this. One of the people involved in the inquest was the salesman who had told him his children would be destroyed and his house burnt. Oh, hmm. Surprise. 
Uh, Wait, Rachel, maybe he's just the town psychic. Maybe. He just, he saw it. A big premonition. It's like he has ESPN or something. (laughs) It's really funny you just said that because I just had that conversation with my dad earlier today. It's like, Uh, it's like you have ESPN or something? I have ESPN. Yeah, no, like we literally, like he he was making a joke and he's like, maybe I have ESPN. (laughs) Wait, does he like know that from Mean Girls? I don't know. And then I I referenced Mean Girls. He's like, I think I've seen it. That sounds familiar. (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. That's truly adorable, Rick. It was, it was funny. It was a funny moment. Wow. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but he said it and it was just really funny. Um. Okay, so yeah, maybe he has ESPN. <laughs> um, so the coroner issued death certificates for the five children. But the faulty wiring claim made no sense, and the family started to question everything. If it was faulty wiring, why did their Christmas lights stay on throughout the early stages of the fire? If it was faulty wiring, their lights would have turned off immediately. Yeah. You know? None of that makes any sense. No. Annie had just had it checked. Right. Um. And then they ended up finding the ladder that was missing from its usual spot at the bottom of an embankment 75 feet away from the house. Okay. Like someone chucked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a telephone repairman actually came to, like, you know, check all that out. And he told the Sodders that their phone line had not been burned through, but was actually cut by someone who would have had to climb 14 feet up the pole to do so. <laughs> with the ladder that they then chucked yeah yeah um later a witness came forward and claimed that he saw a man at the fire scene taking a block and tackle which is something that's used to remove car engines um supposedly this man was arrested and claimed that he had cut the phone wire but none of that makes any sense because why the fuck would he cut the phone wire that makes no fucking sense and there's no actual record of this arrest ever happening mm-hmm. so you know rumor. Um, And then that thud and rolling sound on the roof was likely something that George called a pineapple bomb, which was like something he had seen. I don't know that they used in war, like blow stuff up. But my my thought was like Molotov cocktail kind of deal, you know? Well, yeah, because like nothing, there wasn't an explosion. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think he meant like bomb like that, that it was like a fire starter, essentially. Yeah, right. Um, so Jenny also couldn't accept that her children's bodies had completely burned. They had found many of the household appliances in the rubble and they were still recognizable. So the fire hadn't been that hot. Hmm. I mean, it was hot, but like, you know, they also found bits of the tin roof. Like, I wonder, is is an electrical fire hotter? I don't actually know. That's a really good question. I was just wondering, like, maybe a volunteer firefighter is listening. Please tell us. Is yeah. here. I can I can try to look it up. I'm just curious. Um, because I, I don't know. I think it truly depends on what is burning in the home to make yeah, that fire. That's and true. like if there's an accelerant, like, you know what I mean? Like I imagine like a timber a timber home would burn faster than like, I mean, like a brick home, the inside would burn out. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it would get as hot. I don't really know. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if it matters. Um, Yeah. I'm not getting a very, I'm not getting a very uh, good answer. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, So she started actually doing her own experiments and she would take small animal bones and burn them. Um, like just piles of them and burn them and see if they would be completely consumed. But surprise, surprise, they never were. Hmm. Uh, There was also another fire she had read about with similar circumstances where a family of seven was killed and all of their skeletal remains had been found. So it makes no fucking sense. Mm -mm. (laughs) She contacted a local crematorium and they told her that bones remain even after bodies are burned at 2000 degrees Fahrenheit for two hours, which was longer and hotter than the house fire would have been. So bones would still stay, Okay, you know. Uh, Shit just keeps getting messier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The children were then reported as seen by several different different people. A woman claimed to have seen the missing children in a passing car while the fire was in progress. Um, A woman operating a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, which is about 50 miles west, 
said that she saw the children the morning after the fire and that she served them breakfast. She told police there was a car with Florida license plates at the tourist court too. Uh, A woman at a Charleston hotel saw the children's photos in a newspaper and said she had seen four of the five a week after the fire. The children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of Italian, this is a weird way to put it, Italian extraction. What the fuck? I I just think she meant like Italian descent, but that just the way she worded it, that was her (laughs) statement. Um, I I do not remember. I'm sure it's some kind of weird fucking like prejudice shit. I don't know. Can I make a gross joke? Yeah. You want to ask, you can ask Joey for some of his Italian extraction. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, so she said in a statement, I do not remember the exact date. However, the entire party did register at the hotel and stayed in a large room with several beds. They registered about midnight. I tried to talk to the children in a friendly manner, but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to these children. One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole party stopped talking to me. I sensed that I was being frozen out. And so I said nothing more. They left early in the morning. Hmm. So just fucking sketchy. Mm -hmm. Very. Uh, In 1947, George and Jenny wrote to the FBI for help. J. J. Edgar Hoover replied and said he would like to get involved, but couldn't because the matter related appears to be one of local character and does not come within the investigative jurisdiction of this bureau. Bullshit. Um, and then Hoover's agents did actually say that they would assist if local authorities would give them permission, but the police and fire departments declined the offer. Oh. Yeah, because it's their fucking right to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sodders then hired a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley. Uh, he was the one who actually found out about the salesman who threatened George being on the coroner's jury um, that deemed the fire accidental. Okay. And he also heard from a Fayetteville minister that F.J. Morris confided that he discovered a heart in the ashes and hid it inside of a box and buried it at the scene. Tinsley got Morris to show them the spot, and they actually dug it up together and took it directly to a local funeral director, who then concluded that it was actually a beef liver and had never been touched by the fire. Soon after, Morris uh, admitted that he had buried the liver in the rubble, hoping that finding any remains would placate the family enough to stop the investigation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's just placate this mourning family enough. But why did he want to stop the investigation so badly? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. Um. Like, it it just, it blows my mind. It's like, yeah, what, what is your motivation here? Yeah. Um. It just like there's another thing like there's a there's a Reddit user, um, Jacob Maddox, who does a really deep dive into it. Um, and he goes over like um, all of the suspects. And I was going to go over that at the very end and just kind of read it from his post. OK, um, because it's just really interesting. And I need, you know, some filler here. So, um, OK, the one thing he does point out that I brought I wanted to bring up is that. Whenever they called the fire, like they got in touch with the fire, you know, they found Morris. He was like, I can't drive the fire truck. So we have to wait for someone else to get there. He had been the fire chief for eight years. Yeah. Why? What? Why couldn't you drive a fire truck? Unless he had been drunk from drinking like Christmas Eve, which if that's the case, you say I'm fucking hammered. I can't drive. But he made it out like he wasn't able to drive. Hmm. So real fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, tips and leads kept coming in and George actually saw a newspaper photo of some school children in New York City and he was convinced one of them was his daughter Betty he actually drove to Manhattan in search of her but whenever he found her her parents refused to let her speak to him so he never got like eyes on her to tell if it really was Betty mm-hmm. in 1940 yeah it, this whole thing is so sad Um, In 1949, the Sodders brought in a Washington, D.C. pathologist, Oscar B. Hunter, and they excavated the site again, and they uncovered several small objects, damaged coins, a partly burned dictionary, and several shards of a vertebrae. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Hunter sent the bones to the Smithsonian, which issued the following report. And I'm just going to read this, you know, from the report. The human bones consist of four lumbar vertebrae belonging to one individual. Since the transverse recesses are fused, the age of this individual at death should have been 16 or 17 years. The top limit of age should be about 22 since the centra, which normally fuse at 23, are still unfused. On this basis, the bones show greater skeleton, skeletal maturation than one would expect for a 14-year-old boy, which would have been the oldest missing child that okay. died yeah. in the fire. Mm-hmm. It is possible, however, although not probable, for a boy 14 and a half years old to show 16 to 17 maturation. Uh, the vertebrae showed no evidence that they had been exposed to fire, the report said. And it's very strange that no other bones were found in the allegedly careful evacuation of the basement of the house. Noting that the house reportedly burned for only about half an hour or so, it's said that one would expect to find the full skeletons of the five children rather than only four vertebrae. The bones, the report concluded, were most likely in the supply of dirt that George used to fill the basement to create the memorial for his children. Hmm. So a whole other murder. (sighs) Okay. Not even his kids. Like a whole other murder happened somewhere else in this kid's vertebrae where it was in this dirt. What the fuck? Right? What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're fairly certain that it was not one of his children. And I, they never did DNA testing. I mean, back then they couldn't have, but like now they could have. And this family has not let up even now. Like the children continued the investigation. The grandchildren are still digging into it. So like they, the, the Smithsonian has those bones, I think. They could probably do DNA. Mm, that is crazy. Yeah. Why, yeah. Yeah. Like... So- what would they compare it to, though? Just, the, just one of the, the grandchildren, just the family. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they'd at least have some kind of you know reference, but I I don't know. But from what this is saying, that that couldn't have been, uh, you know, um, the fourteen year old boy's vertebrae because the way that his the spine was, it was a sixteen or seventeen year old boy or child. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, The Smithsonian report prompted hearings in Charleston on the case, but the governor, Oki L. Patterson, and police superintendent, W.E. Burkett, told them that the search was hopeless and declared the case closed. (laughs) Because why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, The family actually erected this really, really sad billboard along Route 16. Uh, it has all pictures, like the pictures of the five children and like just saying like, where are our children? And like, it's just really sad. Um, and they pass out flyers offering a $5,000 reward for any information that would lead to the recovery of their children. It was then increased to 10000 Oh my God. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, I want to know what these theories are. Yeah, I I go like I'm going to read this this like directly from the Reddit. I'm just going to read it directly from it because okay. I haven't even gone over all of this yet, but like he goes over the sus like who he would think is the suspects and I just thought it was really cool like the way he does they do this. I don't actually know. I'm assuming gender mm-hmm. like an asshole. Um okay. So a letter arrived from a woman in St. Louis saying that the oldest girl Martha was in a convent there. Another tip came from Texas where a patron in a bar overheard an incriminating conversation about a long ago Christmas Eve fire in West Virginia. Someone in Florida claimed the children were staying with a distant relative of Jenny's. George traveled the country to investigate each lead and he always returned home without any answers. Like they never gave up. Mm -hmm. In 1968, more than 20 years after the fire, Jenny went to get the mail and found an envelope that was addressed just to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky and had no return address. Inside was a photo of a man in his mid-20s. On the back side of it, a cryptic note read, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, Lil Boys, A90132 or 35. Uh, what? (laughs) Yeah. Is that a fucking, like, cipher or some shit? I I don't know. The the Lil Boys thing is weird because it's, like, it's... Either that's an I, actually, am I, I little boys, maybe, I-L-I-L, and then boys, it's really weird, or it might be L-L-I-L, 
Um, she or and George could Ill? not de- like ill boy. What? No, it's like the way it's spelled. It's I think it's two L's then an I then an L. So like Lil, like little, <laughs> but Lil. It's weird. I love Brother Frankie. Like it, the whole thing is fucking odd. Um, but she and George saw the resemblance to their son Lewis, who had been nine at the time of the fire. Um, he had dark curly hair and dark brown eyes. They had the same straight long nose, and I guess his left eyebrow had like an upward tilt. Um, they hired a private detective and sent him to Kentucky, but they never heard from that private detective again. Oh, oh, that's weird. So either he took their money and ran, or he found out what happened and they killed him. And they killed him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a pi- that picture, too. It's it's really sad. Okay. Um, the Sodders were afraid that if they put the name of the town that was on the postmark on the billboard, they might actually harm their son. And I'm pretty sure they updated the billboard with that photo, just in case it was him. Because mm-hmm. it was like an age progressed at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Um, yeah. Uh, George and Jenny just wanted to know what happened to their kids. Even if they had died in the fire, they just wanted proof that they yeah, had like, died. Yeah, like, fine, but, like, don't, like, and what the fuck is with the, what yeah. the fuck is with the ladder and the cars and why did the fire start to begin with? Like, yeah. Nothing what was lines the noise up. on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's- um, so, unfortunately, George died in 1968, the same year that they got that picture. Um, Jenny died in 1989, and their children and grandchildren have continued to investigate this incident. The one granddaughter is, like, on forums reading about it all the time, like, trying to piece things together. Wait, I'm sorry. So, did they go on to have more children? Uh, no, just just the children who survived. Oh, okay, okay. Got it. Um. They like so the the children and grandchildren started to theorize some other options and some other older Fayetteville residents also think this might be the case as well. They thought that maybe the Sicilian mafia was trying to extort money from George. Hmm. And like I go back to the fact that he left Italy mm-hmm. like so quickly at, at a young age and wouldn't talk about it. Like, I realize he was 13, but maybe he saw something. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't fucking know. Yeah, that seems a little far-fetched. Like, I mean, I don't know, I guess. Like, what would the Sicilian... I mean... Oh, like yeah. No, no, not not even that. Not would they do... Of course they would. But, like, how would he have a connection to them when he came here so young? I mean, truthfully, like I said, he could have witnessed something. And that's why he ran. The fact that he never oh, talked about it to me. Talk about it, okay. Like, like to me, that screams like something happened at home. So then, people followed him from Sicily. I guess. I mean, it was a whole town of Italian immigrants, and like, I mean, it's not that far fetched. Okay. Um, but like at the same time, I can see why that would be like what. But like uh, that was just like talk among the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought he maybe they were trying to extort money from George. And that the children may have been taken by someone who knew about the planned arson. Uh, and that maybe, like, they said they'd be safe if they left the house. So, like, they lured them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they also think maybe they were possibly taken back to Italy. Hmm. Um, and if the children had survived all those years and were aware that their parents and siblings had survived too, the family believes that they might have avoided contact in order to keep them from harm. Mm. Okay. So, like, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but. They need to uh, test that shit. Test that. Test yeah. those bones. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia, the youngest and last surviving solder child, didn't believe that her siblings had perished in the fire. Uh, her very first memories are of the fire and that night. Like, mm. the first thing she remembers. She was only two Ugh. years old. Oh, my God. Um, and she recently passed away in 2021. Oh. Um, the boys, guys. The boys are sad. What, guys what is happening they're upset they are upset um okay so i'm trying to find let me find the billboard so i can give you their names and their ages because i just think that's important the billboard is the saddest thing like it just kept deteriorating over time and like <laughs> i don't think it's there anymore but like so sad i just it just breaks my this whole thing breaks my heart like and that the family Never got any kind of fucking, you know. That kills me more than anything. Like mm-hmm. the 
Like when people die without knowing what they've wanted to know forever. Like it's a very yeah, exactly. And like these these poor kids, like that's so sad. Um okay, so Maurice, Martha, Louis, or Louis, sorry, I say Louis, Jenny and Betty were the children's names. Okay. Um, and I don't have their ages, but the oldest was 14. Mm. Um, yeah, so, uh, okay, so, uh, Reddit user Jacob Maddox, um, is talking about, um, the suspects. So, Rosser Long is apparently the insurance salesman who threatened George two months before the fire. And he made a very detailed fucking claim by saying your house would go and smoke and your kids will be destroyed, you know? Right. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Mm. And I'm sorry, yeah. what was the relationship between that guy and... He the- was just a salesman. He was pissed that... He was an insurance salesman. He was mad that George didn't want his insurance. And he was pissed that George had talked out against Mussolini. I wonder, like, is that... Is, did that? I wonder if that really happened or is that, like, lore? Oh, no, that's legit. Like, that's legit what happened okay like they and his name was armstead russell russell long jr he was president of rosser long insurance inc um so and he was from fayetteville like everything lines up that Mm -hmm. that he actually said that and like people people did get pissed when people talk like immigrants you know what i mean i think cut and dry it's got to be that guy how did he just predict that like yeah ESPN man but but then what happened to the kids oh yeah that's I don't know I don't know um so okay let me look through this and tell you the relevant shit because he does like deep dives he's talking about when this guy's mom died like we don't need all that um okay so he was a member of the Fayetteville Rotary Club um with Fiorenzo and Cleante Giantolo uh, all three were on the coroner's jury, which was held immediately following the fire to de- declare it an accident. Hmm. Um, okay, and then let me look through some of this too. He was trying to sell fire insurance, apparently. Oh, hmm. Um. Yeah, it just it just makes sense that he was pissed about like the Mussolini thing and then made that exact you know. I think I think he did. That's too that's that's way too like that's too convenient, too coincidental. Uh Yeah, I guess he was really involved in the community and the police really didn't want the Sodders to know that he was on the jury. Like he was never questioned or approached by police either wonder if the cops were crooked yeah Probably. oh oh yeah i'm sure mm-hmm. and then the other one is the fire chief fj morris because he arrived seven hours late to the fire and the reason was because he didn't know how to drive the truck which is fucking which weird it's weird um and then like two years before the fire his daughter and two other women uh like joined the the fire i guess the fire department because a fire caused seven seventy five thousand dollars in damages, and then even with his daughter, his daughter's help, he still didn't get to the fucking solders, you know. Um, and then the fact that he suggested they had been cremated in the fire—you're the fucking fire chief. You should know at what temperature bones fucking. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. I, we're, I wonder like what. Was this town against this family for some reason or this neighborhood? I I really think that they were like, like I said, George was super opinionated about shit and didn't give a fuck, mm. like took no prisoners whenever he like. And I'm sure the things that he were he was saying at the time were probably pretty fucking radical. You know what I mean? For them. Mm-hmm. So like he was very outspoken and, you know, he had opinions like about Mussolini that the other Italian immigrants did not appreciate. Right. Right. So 
you know, it's, it's not, it's not that far of a stretch, but then like the whole thing with like him burying the beef liver so that they would stop the fucking investigation. That's sketchy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also refused to cooperate with any further questioning by the coroner and any other officials. And what, and the, and they were all just like, okay. Yeah. Yep. So like, was he just incompetent or was he trying to convince like them that something didn't happen? Like, it's just really weird. I think that, well, I just can't, if it weren't for the children's spot, like nothing being recovered of those kids, yeah. but that is really tripping me up. Like, yeah. What happened to them? That's wild. Uh, I guess there was like a whole thing with Jenny's dead father's estate not being settled. Okay. Um, and that there was an issue with Fiorenzo Gian- Gianatolo as well. Um, but like, I just don't see how he would be that mad. But then again, the anti-Mussolini stuff, that was a really big fucking deal. Like, <laughs> so, um, but oh, I guess. But it's like, you're, y'all are expats. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. You really love him. I, that's that's correct. Like you really love Mussolini that much and yet you left. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. And then uh I guess he got an insurance settlement after the fire. Who did? Jantulo. Gian- that's new. Hmm. Ah. Director of Fayette County National Bank, which he inherited from his father, he was the co-signer on a loan to George, an enlisted recipient of $1,500, which would be about $20,000 in today's money, um, for an insurance policy in a mortgage mortgage clause on the Sodder's property. Oh, okay. So he did it. Yeah. So he got money. Yeah. And so he definitely did it. Just what happened. Or was in on it, at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's really fucking fucking weird. I wonder if it's possible, like, did the kids run and then someone saw them and killed them? I mean, maybe uh, the picture, though, like when you see this photo. um, Oh, he's got all these other questions, too. This Reddit thing is just really deep. And uh, I just I just he, I really appreciate how much that he like he's asking all these questions we're never going to have answers to. but. Um, when you see the picture of Lewis, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Hmm. Um, because like, I'm going to send you a picture. Very handsome man. And I just feel bad that like, they never knew if this was really their son. So this is the picture that was sent to them. I just sent it to you in a text. And then let me find the picture of him as a child. Okay. Um, He's a cutie. Mm -hmm. And then this is, sorry for like, you know, the photos being just photos, but they have his face circled. Like the eyebrow is similar. Like they're not wrong. The way that his left eyebrow like curls up at the end and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I haven't gotten the second one yet. Okay. Hmm. It looks like it could be an older version of him. It does. And the ages are very similar. Like, you know. Hmm. So it makes me have hope that maybe they were, you know, they're alive. They were alive. Like, then then what? Like, what? How? I don't know. That's so, that is so crazy. I don't know. But that's my whole story. Damn, I hope they test it. I hope they test yeah, them. I don't even know if the Smithsonian still has the bones or if they were just like, okay, and chucked it in the bin. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? So, <laughs> Why would they do that? I don't, I don't know. But, do they have a place where they keep unclaimed bones? But like, why wouldn't they test it? I don't know. I well, don't now know. I think they should test it. But back then they didn't have the they just DNA. That, yeah, that's true, I guess. But it's it like the 60s. So don't just chuck 40s. them in the bin, damn it. Yeah, they're in the they're in the bone pile. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I don't, I don't know just put him in the bone pile <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking uh oh i forgot her name already I was like what's her fucking name bones bones should be on that 
on the oh. TV show. Oh, she works for the Smithsonian. I, I was like, duh. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget her name. Have you ever seen? Did you have you ever watched John Mulaney's stand up? I'm mad at him right now, but no, I didn't, and I'm also mad at him. Yeah, I, ever we should be. I'm sorry. I I love him. I love I loved him. I'm just I'm mad. All your heroes are trash, for real. But he does this one skit where he talks about how like how badly like solving crimes was done back in the day. Yeah, and he just he like he's like acting like this old timey like detective, and he's like. Oh, a, a pot, like a puddle of blood. Hmm. Mop it up. Now back yeah. to my hunch. <laughs> just, just like, get rid of the blood. <laughs> yeah. It's just so bad. Chuck so it in the bad. bone. Put it in the bone Chuck it in the pile. bone pile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that image is like really making me laugh. We don't know what these use. Just, uh, just check them uh, in the bones. Oh, yeah. Oh, they might be human remains from prehistoric... Yay from prehistoric creatures oh okay yeah fuck it sweep them under the rug oh a, a murder victim yeah yeah who cares we'll deal with it later throw it away put it yeah. in the garbage disposal yeah grind that shit up that was a good that was a good story that was yeah it's it's really like bugged me for a long time <laughs> yeah no i can see why it's very frustrating because you're just like how does a plus b equal c here yeah it just makes no fucking sense Mm-mm. so that is the solder children case and nice. I feel so badly for their whole family and nobody ever gave up on these fucking children. Uh, for real. Yeah. I hope they get somewhere with that one day. Like the fact, the fact that the dad like literally drove to investigate every lead on his own. Yeah. Like kind of reminds me of that guy in, in China. Oh yeah. Oh, so, but without a nice outcome at the end. Yeah. So, okay. Mm. That's my story. All right, well, for my, uh, I, okay, I wanted to talk about, for Padded Room, only murders in the building. Okay. I, I, I like it. I like the characters. I am not sold on the plot. I feel like, so the plot does kind of feel all over the place. Yes, that's exactly right. How far in are you? I'm current. Okay, I'm not current. I think I'm like two episodes out. But I'm on the episode, uh, which to me was very groundbreaking that we have an episode from the point of view of someone who's deaf. Um, oh, that was wild, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I only got halfway through and had to stop to go do something. But like, I I love that inclusion. That that was, re- that was really cool. And it was very interesting. And like, I really had to pay attention because like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't look like I had to read everything. And uh, right. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I just, I love all of the characters and the actors, and I don't care what any motherfuckers say. I like Selena Gomez in it. Yeah. People are giving her so much shit. I, I like, I don't know, I like Selena Gomez. I think that her character is written that way. Like, it's I do just, too. you know. Yeah. She's capable of emotion. It's just the way her character is written. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't, I'm really hoping that it all just comes together and there's like a big aha moment that's what i'm hoping too because i'm just like i'm not i'm not sold yeah but i'm still gonna watch it i'm definitely I, gonna watch it i just i like, can't be any more disappointed than i fucking was with fucking white lotus so like fucking white lotus that i but what i have realized about that show that show is meant to let you down yeah yeah for sure i still fucking hate it yeah, that but that was I guess the whole point. Whereas I didn't go into it like realizing that I thought yeah. I, like I wanted I wanted all those shitty characters to suffer, like, right. and I wanted like uh, the girl the uh, Rachel I think was her name. I wanted her to leave that douchebag. Like I wanted all these things, and it's just like nope, it's not gonna happen because these people are incapable of change because they're so yeah, like fucking terrible, so like privileged and gross. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch Only Murders in the Building. It's just, I was just like, ah, like, mm-hmm. it, it just feels like a lot of effort. To- yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it is a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, but I still want to know what happens. I still want to know who yeah. done it. Yeah. Um, No Midnight Mass. Oh, fuck. No. And that, honestly, I forgot. It's okay. I, that, that, that is on my list. It's okay. on my list. Okay. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. That's Thanks. on what? Netflix? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have made it to the hotel season of American Horror Story again. Oh, that's the best one in my See, opinion. See, I love Coven. <laughs> I didn't love Coven. I couldn't get into that one. Oh, no, Coven is my absolute favorite and uh, my absolute favorite. I, and I don't, I don't know why, because I love like witches and shit. I just could not, that did not keep my attention a few episodes yeah. in. Truthfully, it's the, it's the one that I could watch over and over and over again. I loved Hotel. I thought that was twisty and weird as fuck. It's, see, I like Hotel, but like the problem I'm having with Hotel is like, there's a very graphic rape scene in oh, the very first episode. Oh like, yeah, it's bad. So I, I have a lot of like moments where i can't like i can't do it it's very triggering to me it's Um, it's it's gross and yeah it's it's real gross yeah um so i struggle with that but i mean a lot of american horror story is like that but like for some reason the like i like hotel but it just fucked with me a whole lot Mm -hmm. i feel Um, that and it's very it's very very dark arguably i think probably one of the darkest seasons if not Darkest. yeah it's it's very fucked um yeah i just finished freak show which okay. makes me fucking sob because of the episode with pepper and i just can't fucking do it breaks my heart the whole time i screamed at my tv and cried <laughs> like it was gonna change this show that was fucking years ago it could have it could have changed it no, oh i just get so mad yeah um so that's what i've been what there you are on one right now he is he's always on one he's like mom come the fuck on he's mad um yeah so that's that's all i got that's i feel like padded room ends up just being tv hour sometimes because yeah. we don't have it in us to talk about anything else after a lot we talked of, about a lot of times shit. yes well but that's our padded room that's where we go to escape i mean you're not wrong i do i do definitely escape to um the tv um I'm going to leave, before I go into socials, I'm going to leave you with a poem, okay? Okay. Um, it is by the the poet, T-Pain. Ready? Oh, I'm so excited. She made us drinks to drink. We drunk them, got drunk. T-Pain. Yeah. One of my absolutely <laughs> most favorite things in the fucking world is taking rap lyrics and putting them over like a back like a a beautiful backdrop like you would with an inspirational quote the best yeah like um i i share them sometimes because i just fucking love them but like that is one of my absolute favorite things in the world it's very motivational like motivation motivational it is it is that my brain tried yeah motivational um but like there was one that was a wiz khalifa one over inspirational backgrounds i have to i have to find it well this meme the one that i just read it's li- it says the poet and it has a picture of t-pain then it says the it. Po- the poem she made us drinks it. to drink we drunk them got drunk <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it um the one that one of my favorite ones is it's like clouds and like there's rays of sunshine and it says ladies as pimps too <laughs> And then just Jay-Z underneath it. That's amazing. Um, there's a man I been did that. Nicki Minaj. Um, <laughs> oh, this one. This this is another T-Pain one. Um, it says Sir Isaac Newton was only 23 when he discovered the law of gravity. And then it's that was like someone's tweet. And then this other tweet says T-Pain was only 22 when he rhymed mansion with Wisconsin. <laughs> seen that one and i love it i love it um this one is uh on like a field okay and like it's you can kind of see some of the like dead flowers it's kind of cool and it's blurry okay i'm picturing Um, it use a fine motherfucker won't you back that ass up juvenile won't you back back that yep yep so it's it's my like i i i love it i don't know why we just need but to post those for some of our memes, like our Insta. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Suck my butt is one. <laughs> three six. Ma- three six mafia. Um, just short to the point. Yeah, <laughs> you'll like this one. Um, first off, let me say I'm drunk off shitty wine, childish Gambino. <laughs> Same, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. That was a good padded room. 
There we go. Yeah. All right. Do our socials, ma'am. All right. We are on Facebook, Chardonnay and Sign DNA. Instagram, Chardonnay and DNA. All spelled out. We're barely on Twitter. Um, it's at Chardonnay DNA if you like to waste your time. We are on the email, the electronic mail, uh, Chardonnay and DNA <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you for specifying what email was. I had no idea. Um, just for all our geriatric, you know, octogenarians <gasps> out there. Oh my god. Electronic mail. It does not need a stamp. <laughs> I mean, it has um, a timestamp. But it does not need a postage stamp, Thank Rachel. you. Thank you. Postage stamp. They were going to ask, you know? It does not need one. It does not okay. need an envelope. Okay. Um, Please buy things. I like t-shirts. Yeah. Yep. And go to our website and donate at our Patreon. And that is chardonnayanddna.com. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Good good night. Good luck. Get laid. Get fucked. Bye. Bye.